Hey all, John Moncrief here, and welcome to this week's episode of The Freedom Experience. And this is where I share ideas, strategies, and techniques that can help you create a more valuable business. A business that brings you joy, and when the time's right, that you can sell at a premium. Yeah, after all, isn't that why we all set off on this entrepreneurial journey in the first place? So this week, I'm talking about four core value-building strategies, four core things that you can do in your business to increase the value of the business. And not only increase the value of your business, but also make give you some more freedom and give you the ability to do the things that you want uh, in, in, in life, to spend some more time with family and uh, to have a business that ultimately you can sell down the line. So we're focusing on the four core value creation strategies. Now, I know there's a lot of... Um, strategies out there for creating value, some great stuff. But these are really the core four that I think are critical for any business. Uh, so if if you're in the situation right now where you, you feel like you're working tirelessly, but you're just banging your head up against the glass ceiling and you, you can't seem to grow or add any value in the business, if it feels like no matter what you try to do, you just can't find traction and can't move forward. And, and then if you step away for any length of time, the whole business is going to come crumbling down on you. Then stick with me. What we're going to talk about today is how to create a business that can actually thrive without you, um, that allows you to pursue other interests, that gives you more time with your family and friends, is is healthy and profitable, and, and come the right time, sells for a significant premium, just giving you more of the freedom that you wanted when you as I said when you wanted uh, or when you set off on this on this journey. So there are four things that you can do, and I'm going to go over each of them. Uh, in, in a little bit of detail today, but it basically it comes down to to these four things. The first is to remove overdependence, and I'll go into each of them individually, but go through the four of them to start with. So remove overdependence number one, create a sustainable competitive advantage is number two, build a strong leadership team and systems is number three, and number four is build recurring revenue. And together by working in those four areas. You start to maximize the value of your business and you start to create more freedom. So let's jump into each of one, each one of those individually and just spend a little bit of time kind of breaking them down. So when I talk about overdependence, what I'm talking about is that very often as entrepreneurs, we love to control uh, our businesses. We, we're at the hub of everything. And unfortunately, that means without us, the business starts to crumble. So there are four areas of overdependence in the business. The first is the owner. The second is overdependence on customers. The third is overdependence on suppliers. And the fourth is overdependence on employees. And as I said, the owner's one, you you basically put yourself into a situation where whatever you're selling in the business, you're involved in. Whatever you're creating in the business, you're involved in. When something goes wrong in the business, people come to you, customers, employees, suppliers. And, and you find yourself trapped in what's termed the owner's trap. And you, you feel like you sort of held hostage to your own business. And one of the critical things for you to do as a business owner is to, to get out of that, to escape uh, that trap. And funnily enough, in doing these four things that we're talking about today, in working on them, you're automatically starting to move yourself out of that, that owner's trap. So the second thing on over uh, on overdependence is customers. You never want to have more than fifteen percent of your business with any one customer. And you know, if you take a look at uh, a 
your sort of customer list and you, you look at where you are um, drawing revenue from with each of those customers, or sorry, what portion of, of revenue from each of those customers contributes to your bottom line. If any of those customers is more than 15%, you need to have a strategy for changing that. Um, you imagine if a customer makes up 25% or worse, 50% of your revenue and something goes wrong, you have a huge hole in your business. And that's going to affect jobs, that's going to affect the, uh, put your business at a huge risk. So to deal with that, make sure that none of your customers ever exceed 15%. And let's talk a bit about suppliers. So many businesses have a single supplier for what are the materials they, they need. And um, the best thing is to have at least two or three suppliers. So whether you're a restaurant or a wedding chapel in, in Las Vegas, you imagine uh, one of the key things is, is is having flowers in your wedding chapel. If if your supplier runs out of flowers or has a, some kind of problem, you're no longer a wedding chapel, you're just a chapel or you're just a building. So you need to encourage your suppliers or you need to have at least two or three suppliers for that product or service that you offer. And creates a little bit of healthy competition, but also tell those suppliers what you're doing because the more you can kind of beef up this eco, eco ecosystem where each of your suppliers is sort of two to three of their own suppliers, you're just strengthening that whole ecosystem. And then number three, sorry, number four, employees. Um, you know, I can't tell you how often I walk into a business and there are, or there's a single employee, a salesperson, a programmer who has the business almost over a barrel. And if that programmer were removed, then the core technology in that business, the business wouldn't be able to deliver it or wouldn't be able to grow it or scale it or support it. Same thing with a salesperson, that core salesperson brings in all the deals and and, it, and the whole business is over-reliant on that salesperson. So what you wanna do is favor teams and processes over individuals. And you're gonna to start to see how all of these things are connected, how working on all these four core areas and the, the connections between them start to free you up and help you as the owner to to remove yourself from the business. So the business is no longer over-reliant on you. And at the same time, you know, while, while you're creating that freedom, you're increasing the value of your business. So when a, uh, a potential buyer looks at the business, they see something that is, is attractive. They don't have to get in and do the work. It's an investment in an asset and given their resources, they can scale the business. So these things that we're going through are also helping to set your business up to scale. So recapping, we're on overdependence and there's four key areas that you wanna work on in overdependence. That's removing yourself, the owner. Number two, never having more than 15% with any one customer. Number three, looking at your suppliers and making sure you've got at least sort of two to three suppliers. And number four, never being over-reliant on a single employee, um, build teams and processes over individuals. So that was over-dependence. The next thing I wanna talk about is creating a sustainable competitive advantage. So number two on that whole value builder, uh, that whole uh, value creation uh, strategy, or the second strategy in the whole value creation process is to look for a sustainable competitive advantage. And you do that somewhat counterintuitively by narrowing your niche. You know, you, you at the moment, you might find that you're selling a whole lot of things to a small group of customers. So as your business has grown over the years, you've taken on 
more and more uh, works. You, you, you've kind of moved further and further away from your core offering, what you started out offering. So as an example, you might uh, have started out as a PR firm and you started this business, you, you came from a PR background and you, you, you worked with a couple of clients, you started to grow your business a little bit, took on some people, some PR experts. And, and over time, one of your customers may say to you, hey, great job, do you mind doing the copy for our website? And you, yeah, I've done that, so you, you do the copy for the website. And they like that, so, well, they think you did such a good job that they give you a referral. And the referral asks you to build the website and do the copy. So you think, oh, I'll do copy, build the website, not a problem. Um, it's gonna bring me more revenue, I'm growing my business. And, and you've had some experience building websites. You probably built your own company's website. So you do that. And then they ask you to get involved in another campaign and the referral goes to somebody else. And before you know it, you're designing logos, building websites, doing some PR, writing press releases, building content. You just become another, become another, another commodity marketing agency. What you need to do is you need to go back and you need to narrow your niche. Because where you are right now is you've spread yourself a mile wide and an inch deep. And basically, you've put yourself in a position where the business can't grow without your experience. So if you go back to that being trapped as the owner model, you're involved in selling because you have all the know-how, you're involved in building all the services because you have all the know-how, and now customers are all coming back to you because when things go wrong, you're the person who, who can deal with them. So you've, if you imagine a dartboard and you've got a bullseye in the middle, you've started to kind of go out, 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 um, with these extra products and services. So as that PR company, you want to go back to doing PR. And instead of doing all these other things, maybe what you want to do is focus on a specific niche. So as an example, focus on PR for vegan food companies or PR for software as a service in a specific industry. So it sounds counterintuitive, but to differentiate yourself in the market, to add more value to your customers, and to be able to sell a lot of things to one customer, you need to narrow your niche and, and nail down that what that offering is. So number three in the core value building strategies comes down to systems and leadership. So we've talked about first one, being removing over dependence on you overall. Second is to create this sustainable competitive advantage. The third one is strong leadership and systems. And again, you can see how all of these things start to come together. But basically, when you think of your business, your processes run your business. So you need to define all of the processes in your business. And one of the best ways of doing that is instead of abdicating uh, and sort of just telling people, go off and, and do X, go off and do Y, go off and do Z. And then when they come back to you and it's not done properly, you think, ah, oh, I might as well have done it myself. Take the time to sit down and carefully explain what your expectations are and what you want done and ask the person to go away and document the process. And then the process comes back, you look at it, you review it together and you, you tweak that process. At the end of the day, you, you've basically sat down and created a process working with the person who's responsible for it. And if that person leaves or something changes, you can easily hand the process over to the next person and say, run with that. So processes run your business and then the people run those processes. And you've got to create a good leadership team and equip them with those processes to run the business. And then you're then in the position to lead those people. 
So you've put processes in place, you've put people in place to run your business, and your job now becomes the coach and the leader of all those people. And you're removing yourself from the day-to-day operations to focus on the strategic part of the business because the processes are there to run things. And then finally, looking for recurring revenue streams. So you've worked on removing overdependence, you've created a sustainable competitive advantage, you've put in a leadership team and systems, and then the last thing that that you really want to focus on is where is the recurring revenue in my business. And you know, one of the ways of doing that is, is sort of going back to that whole scenario where you're trying to find your niche and you've got all these products and services that you're offering. Once you've identified your niche, you can then look at products and services that are that you can easily teach to your team, that you can um, that, that customers value and that they buy regularly group those together and kind of package them up uh, on a recurring revenue scenario. So they sold every single uh, month at the same rate on a subscription type model and you're getting paid in advance. So recapping the four key uh, kind of value maximizing strategies. The first is to remove overdependence on you. The second is to create a sustainable competitive advantage. The third is to work on strong leadership and systems. And the fourth is to book, uh, to build recurring revenue. And together, those bring you the freedom that you've been looking for when you set off on this whole entrepreneurial journey. So I want to say thanks for listening. If you've got any questions, um, you know, reach out to me on what, whichever channel. The, if you take a look at the show notes, there are multiple channels to, to connect with me on. Um, I'd, you know, if you enjoyed this, please subscribe to the podcast and follow. But now listen, if you need some help with this, I'm starting a free workshop going into some real depth on, on this topic on the core four at the end of the week. Details will be in the show notes. And again, I'll put it out on uh, all of the channels that, um, that, that you folks follow me on. I'll be sending out emails. There'll be some information on LinkedIn. Uh, so you can hop onto the course and we're going to real detail on each of these core strategies over the course of the next week.